people, seeing this monk, made fun of him, saying, quote, For how much have you bought it, honored sir? How great will the prophet become? <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> this live now are you um, you know I, I woke up this morning and I I thought to go back to sleep and I decided to wake up and do a bit of yoga in the morning you know and then I, I heard it started raining outside so I thought this might be nice the lighting is a little different from yesterday hopefully the rain won't be too distracting Well, we left off yesterday with uh, number 15 of Nisagia, the, uh, what was it, forfeitures in the Vinaya Pitaka. So we're on episode 99 now of Edward Reeb's Buddhist Books Podcast, part 38 of my recitals of the Tipitaka, and uh, last time we did uh, 12, 13, 14, and 15 of Nisagia. Let's see how far we get today. Of course, you already know from the credit roll or the title of the episode, this is my legitimate first coffee of the day here. If this is your first time seeing me, do click way up there in the sky, and that will take you to the Tipitaka playlist. Let's start with episode one. <clears throat> Forfeiture, Nisakia, 16. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord was staying at Sabati in the Jetta Grove in Anattapindika's monastery. Now at that time, a certain monk was in the country of the Kosalas, going to Sabati. Some, in parentheses, sheep's wool accrued to him, in parentheses, on the way. Some and to him, in parentheses. Then that monk went along, trying, tying up that sheep's wool into a bundle with his upper robe. People, seeing this monk, made fun of him, saying, quote, 
For how much have you bought it, honored sir? How great will the profit become? <laughs> Jokes. Um, it being in parentheses. End quote. I say jokes in a joking way because, well. This monk, being made fun of by these people, became ashamed. Then that monk, going to Sabati, threw down the sheep's wool even as he was standing. Monks said to this monk, quote, Why do you, your reverence, throw down this sheep's wool even as you are standing? End quote, quote, because I, your reverences, was made fun of by some people on account of this sheep's wool, some being in parentheses, end quote. Quote, but from how far have you, your reverence, conveyed this sheep's wool, end quote. Quote, for more than three yojanas, your reverence. Well, let's find out, what is a yojana? The tentative conclusion of Rice Davids, of ancient coins, etc., the tabulated statement of passages on the length of, of the Yojana, his tentative conclusion is that in 5th century Pali literature, does that mean 5th century BC Pali literature? Let us assume, or perhaps not, uh, that the Yojana means between seven and eight miles. All right. For more than three Yojanas, so that's like 21 miles. So he walked with this wool for 21 miles and then threw it down because people were saying, how much profit are you going to make off of all that wool, hmm? These days, uh, I mean, I joke because these days a monk might reply, Oh, a considerable amount, uh, actually, uh, for the monastery, of course, for the good of the order. Exactly in that voice, in that accent. Anyway, yes, end quote, he said, Then those who were modest monks, three dots, spread it about, saying, quote, How can this monk convey sheep's wool for more than three yojanas? Well, that's the thing they're upset about, all right, end quote. Then these monks told this matter to the Lord. He said, quote, Is it true, as is said, that you, monk, conveyed sheep's wool for more than three yojanas? End quote. It is true, Lord, he said. End quote. The enlightened one, the Lord, rebuked him, saying, quote, How can you, foolish man, convey sheep's wool for more than three yojanas. It is not foolish man for pleasing those who are not yet pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Sheep's wool may accrue to a monk as he is going along a road. It may be accepted by that monk if he likes, but having accepted it, it should be conveyed in his own hands for three yojanas at the utmost, own being in parentheses, if there are no carriers. If he should convey it further than that, even if there are no carriers, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. End quote. Hmm. 
To a monk, as he is going along a road, means as he is going along on a roadway. Sheep's wool may accrue means it may accrue from the order or from a group or from a relation or from a friend or as rag robes or by means of his own property. If he likes means if he wishes. It may be accepted, three dots, but having accepted it, it should be conveyed in his own, in parentheses, hands, in his hands, right? For three yojanas at the utmost, the translator felt that own, in his hands, his own hands, not hands that belong to him that aren't his. Yeah, we, we don't need that. Anyway, uh, it should be conveyed in his hands for three yojanas at the maximum. If there are no carriers, means. If there is no one who is a carrier, neither a man nor a woman, nor a householder, nor one who has gone forth. If he should convey it further than that, even if there are no carriers, means. If he makes the first foot go beyond three yojanas, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he makes the second foot go beyond, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If standing within three yojanas, he lets it drop beyond the three yojanas, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he makes it go beyond three yojanas, placing it in a vehicle or a bundle of another person, person in parentheses, let's see how that sounds without person in parentheses. If he makes it go beyond three yojanas, placing it in a vehicle or a bundle of another, without his knowing it, without that other person's knowing it, right? His being in parentheses. It is to be forfeited. It should be forfeited, three dots, to an individual, to the order, to a group, to an individual. Had to save some room, make this book a little shorter. Save trees, right? Yeah. And thus, monks, should it be forfeited, quote within quotes, honored sirs, this sheep's wool, made by me to go beyond three yojanas, is to be forfeited. I forfeit it to the order. End quote within quotes, three dots. Open quote within quotes, three dots. The order should give back three dots. Let the venerable ones give back three dots. I will give back this sheep's wool to the venerable one. End quote within quotes. The thing that I miss the least about what belongs in those dots is the part where it says uh, if it seems good to the order then let everyone be silent otherwise you should speak anyway if he makes it go beyond more than three yojanas thinking them to be more there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture if, being in doubt, he makes it go beyond more than three yojanas, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he makes it go beyond more than three yojanas, thinking them to be less, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that it is less than three yojanas when it is more, there is an offense of wrongdoing. 
if he is in doubt as to whether it is less than three Yojanas, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that it is less than three Yojanas, when it is less, there is no offense. There is no offense if he conveys it for three Yojanas, if he conveys it for less than three Yojanas, if he conveys it for three Yojanas and conveys it back. Okay, that makes sense. So, he conveys it for three Yojanas and realizes, ah, oh, this is too far, I gotta take it back. So he takes it back, there's no offense. Alright. If desiring a habitation, going three Yojanas, he conveys it beyond that. If desiring a habitation, okay, going where he is unable to receive the, the recitation and interrogation of the Patimoka or necessities and so on, he goes elsewhere beyond that. Elsewhere beyond that means there is no offense in so conveying it for a hundred Yojanas. Huh! All right, so three is too many, but you convey it up to a hundred if he's desiring a habitation. Okay. If he conveys something stolen that he has got back. Okay, so one of his lay followers or, or a supporter had their wool stolen. The monk went and got it and he walked to bring, bring the wool back to them and say, here is the wool that was stolen then that's not a, a place where you can say, oh, but it was more than three Yojanas, sorry, I couldn't walk that, so I left it in the river. You know, duh, right? Makes sense. Good they mentioned it. If he conveys something destroyed that he has got back. Wow, all right. If he makes another convey goods tied up in a bundle. Okay. If he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. Okay. Well, there you have it. That is Nisagya 16. Don't worry, I'm not finished. I'm just taking a break to take a sip of coffee. You hear the roosters? It's fun. A cricket sound. Are you able to hear the ocean? I can hear the ocean, but there's some kind of motor, like maybe a neighbor's AC or something, or, I don't know, a motorboat? Nisakia, 17. At one time, the Enlightened One, the Lord, was staying among the Sakyans at Kapilavatu in the Banyan Monastery. Here there's a Banyan tree. No relation to Bunyans? Never mind. Okay, at that time, the group of six monks had sheep's wool washed and dyed and combed by nuns. The nuns, through washing, dyeing, combing the sheep's wool, neglected the exposition, the interrogation, the higher morality, the higher thought, 
the higher insight. Then Mahapajapati, the Gotamid, approached the Lord, and having approached, greeted the Lord. She stood at a respectful distance. As she was standing at a respectful distance, the Lord spoke thus to Mahapajapati, the Gotamid. Quote, Gotami, I hope that the nuns are zealous, ardent, with a self that is striving. And quote, with is in parentheses. Quote, whence, Lord, is their zeal in the nuns? The masters, the group of six monks, have sheep's wool washed and dyed and combed by nuns. The nuns, three dots, neglect the exposition, the interrogation, the higher morality, the higher thought, the higher insight. End quote. Then the Lord, three dots, gladdened Mahapajapati, the Gotamid, with Dhamma talk. Then Mahapajapati, the Gotamid, three dots, gladdened the Lord with Dhamma talk. Greeting the Lord, departed, keeping her right side towards him. Then the Lord, in this connection, on this occasion, having had the order of monks convened, asked the group of six monks, quote, Is it true, as is said, that you, monks, had sheep's wool washed and dyed and combed by nuns? End quote. It is true, Lord, they said. Quote, were they relations of yours, monks, or not relations? End quote. Quote, they were not relations, Lord. End quote. They said, quote, foolish men. Those who are not relations do not know what is suitable or what is unsuitable, or what is pleasant or what is unpleasant to those who are not relations. Thus you, foolish men, will have sheep's wool washed and dyed and combed by nuns who are not relations. It is not, foolish men, for pleasing those who are not yet pleased. Three dots. And thus, monks, this rule of training should be set forth. Whatever monk should have sheep's wool washed or dyed or combed by a nun who is not a relation, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture, end quote. Whatever means he who, you remember last time? Monk means, yeah, we did it last time. Well, a few more and then we'll, we'll replay it. I don't want to do that every time. A nun who is not a relation, a nun being in parentheses, means one who is not related on the mother's side or on the father's side back through seven generations. None means one ordained by both orders. Wash means he gives an order. There is an offense of wrongdoing. If washed, it is to be forfeited. Die, D-Y-E, means... He gives an order, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If died, it is to be forfeited. Combing means he gives an order, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If combed, it is to be forfeited. It should be forfeited, three dots, to an individual. 
to the order, to a group, to the individual, to an individual. And thus, monks, should it be forfeited. Quote within quotes. Honored sirs, this sheep's wool caused by me to be washed by a nun who is not a relation is to be forfeited. I forfeit it to the order. End quote within quotes. Three dots. Open quote within quotes. Three dots. The order should give back three dots. Let the venerable ones give back three dots. I will give back this sheep's wool to the venerable one. End quote within quotes. Buddha's still talking. If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation and makes her wash sheep's wool, there is an offensive expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation and makes her wash, makes her dye sheep's wool, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with an offense involving forfeiture. If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation and makes her wash, makes her comb sheep's wool, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with an offense involving forfeiture. So I think what it is with some of these, there was a situation, similar situation if you do one or the other, it's an offense involving forfeiture. If you do both, then it's an offense involving forfeiture and a wrongdoing, because you can't forfeit the same thing twice. I think that's the logic here. If he thinks that a woman that... If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation... We're talking about nuns, right? Not just any old woman. Maybe lay followers have the same rules. I don't know and makes her wash, makes her comb sheep's wool, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with an offense involving forfeiture. If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation, maybe as a, as a nun, that's one thing. As a, If he thinks that a nun is a relation, if he thinks that the, the that particular nun is a woman who is a relation. Anyway, I'm sure it makes sense. If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation and makes her wash, makes her dye, makes her comb sheep's wool, there are two offenses of wrongdoing together with an offense involving forfeiture. Right? Dye, comb, wash. If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation and makes her dye sheep's wool, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation and makes her dye, makes her comb sheep's wool, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with an offense involving forfeiture. If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation and makes her dye, makes her wash sheep's wool, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with an offense involving forfeiture. If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation and makes her dye, makes her comb, makes her wash sheep's wool, there are two offenses of wrongdoing together with an offense involving forfeiture. That seems an awful lot like I read the same paragraph twice. Let's see if this next one is as similar as those two. If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation and makes her comb sheep's wool, there is an offense of expiation involving forfeiture. If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation and makes her comb, makes her wash sheep's wool, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with an offense involving forfeiture. Maybe he's repeating it for emphasis? Um, 
Yes. If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation and makes her comb, makes her dye sheep's wool, there is an offense of wrongdoing together with an offense involving forfeiture. All right? If he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is not a relation and makes her comb, makes her wash, makes her dye sheep's wool, there are two offenses of wrongdoing together with an offense involving forfeiture. Was there a difference between any of the words of these three paragraphs, and why isn't some of that in three dots? And yet, at one time, the enlightened one, the Lord, consistently is in three dots. I, I don't understand a number of things. I, I don't know much. what you are or what if he is in doubt as to whether a woman is not a relation three dots if he thinks that a woman is a relation when she is not a relation three dots if he makes her wash another's sheep wool there is an offense of wrongdoing if he makes a woman who has been ordained by one order only in parentheses wash it there is an offense of wrongdoing if he thinks that a woman is not a relation when she is a relation, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he is in doubt as to whether a woman is a relation, there is an offense of wrongdoing. If he thinks that a woman is a relation when she is a relation, there is no offense. There is no offense if a female relation is washing it when a woman assistant who is not a relation is helping. If she washes it unasked, if he makes her wash unused goods tied up in a bundle, okay. if it is washed by a female probationer, by a female novice, if he is mad, if he is the first wrongdoer. All right. Told. No, it doesn't say that. It's just, it just ends. So we'll do two this morning. This might be a little bit shorter than the previous one, but we're moving right along. We're moving through the rules. Eventually, we will get to the teachings. It stopped raining. Hope you enjoyed this little bit of the morning. Um, I'm going to start getting ready for my day, and pretty soon I'm going to make the 20-minute walk and go meditate on the beach for a bit. All right. Thank you all once again for going on this ride with me. And uh, I will close. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us, and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Oh. Until next time.